0: I'm your host, Cleoni Crawford. Today, everyone, we have a special guest with us. We have Safia uh, Jassy with us. And um, Safia is a multimedia artist with ten over 10 years experience creating and performing through various mediums, including storytelling, filmmaking, fiber work, steel and ceramic sculpture and printmaking. She's a multi-talented and multi-dimensional creative director with proven skills in event planning, project management, invoking Afrofuturism to create healing experiences for communities. She's recently a part of the ADA 30 lead on social media team and the uh, NDEAM, National Disability Employment Awareness Month she also organized the panel for the ADA 30 and Celebration Wrap Up Show. With that said, I now present to you Sophia. Hi. Hi. Thank you very much for being a guest on our show. So, first, um, tell us more about what you do, what you're currently doing, and um, yeah, tell us a little bit more about what you do.
1: Okay, cool. So, Right now, I'm in the midst of building my brand for my business, which is Black Girl Fire. It's Black Girl Fire been like a project I've been working on while I was at the School of the Art Institute of Chicago, also known as SAIC. And it first started out as something that I used to help me live a comfortable and successful life while having a traumatic brain injury. Cause I have some other diagnoses along with traumatic brain injury, along with TBI, like ADHD, uh, PTSD, um, lupus, and explosive rage disorder. So it's like a lot. And I know one thing for me is like being on medication. It really, it really kept me stuck. So. Through my journey, I was looking for ways that can help me. So I wouldn't have to be on medication. Right. And and like, cause art is such like a powerful healing tool. Like art is kind of like, I use my art as like art therapy for myself.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So I guess you mentioned that you have TBI. So tell us a little bit more about your mental health diagnosis and when were you diagnosed?
1: Okay, so on November eighteenth of two thousand four, um, I was coming home from an after-school program, and like I got off the bus, I had the light to cross the street, and a lady she ran the red light, and I flew up in the air, and I flew from one hundred first to one hundred third in Halstead. and yeah, I had some severe um, injuries to my body, like severe damage to the right side of my brain, um, a fractured collarbone, a collapsed lung, a cracked spleen. Both my pelvis and toe bone was fractured and my right leg was fractured. And so from there I was in a coma for two months. So so this happened, I was around the age of 13. Mm -hmm. So, and from there I was diagnosed with like Traumatic brain injury and the other diagnosis came later on as I started recovering, waking up from the coma.
0: Okay, I see. And what were the other diagnoses You mentioned PTSD that came later?
1: Yeah, well, I think Black people, <laughs> oh, we all have PTSD and, <laughs> and especially being a woman, sexual trauma that come along with it. But okay. I think that um, the accident added more to it because there have been time when I cross the street, I just walk out or I'd be this close to getting hit by a car, then I freeze. So mm-hmm. just like the uh, feeling or the image of me getting hit by a car, sometimes that like that keep me frozen or I have the light to walk across the street and I will not go like it keeps me stuck sometimes.
0: Yes. That can, that's definitely understandable. I mean, after being hit the way you were hit, I, I can only imagine how much that must have affected you. Definitely.
1: Yeah. And then the ADHD had came into play, uh, like a few months after, cause I had to take a IEP also known as the education individual plan mm-hmm. to help me get back in school. And from that from taking that test, they noticed that I, I showed signs of having ADHD. and then later on, when I got in high school, I noticed like my hands was like freezing out in the cold, and they found out that I had rhard Raynard syndrome, and they also found traces of lupus in my blood cell. so so like little on different paths, like things came into play
0: right and you said reynard syndrome what is that
1: so it's when like um when like it get cold like your veins will like close up and stop the blood from running to your fingertips or your toes Mm and your hands and it get frozen it look like it's dead like it turned purple and blue like a dead person oh my god and it can be real painful And I know Raynor's syndrome is a symptom of lupus. And then, so that's why they started doing a lupus test to see if I had it. So, yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. So, tell us tell us your mental health story of resilience. What happened um, and how you were able to overcome and to be resilient despite it all?
1: Yeah. Well, I have like a lot of. Different stories because dealing with like TBI for 16 years, the ups and downs and emotional roller coaster is real. But um, the one, the the biggest one that I had right before I got accepted into SIC, I was in a six month deep depression. Like Mm -hmm. I couldn't do nothing else but watch TV. And I remember going to the bathroom, and I don't know if I was eating regularly. And I know like it ended with me like I cut off all my hair. But the one thing that helped me to come out of that is receiving news that I was accepting to S I C. And while I was in that six month deep depression, I and another thing that helped me is like I always told myself, like there gotta be more to to life than than feeling stuck and feeling like like I won't be able to do nothing for myself mm-hmm. because um, sustaining like a TBI from a young age, like I I was I in a wheelchair, I would a walker, crushes, all that stuff, and and always having to depend on somebody because I have a very independent spirit and learning mm-hmm. and I had to learn how to do everything all over again and. And, and seeing that it take me longer to do things than other people, it was very frustrating and then having to depend on people is something that I didn't want it and and it kind of like with some of the challenges that I have because I'm real sensitive to sound and smells and stuff because it can trigger me because I also have silent seizures and and just knowing that like part of my family like, like like disability and mental health not talked about a lot in the black community but it's now being talked about but not feeling like people fully understand and feeling like i'm a burden to people so Mm -hmm. that so that actually brought on some of that stuff of like what am i gonna do to get my independence and getting accepted into art school had gave me a outlet of where i can use my creative expression to help me build a successful, sustainable future for myself.
0: Okay, okay, cool. So what did you have to do to overcome or bounce back from your lowest points? List all the resources that were applicable.
1: Oh, okay. So, So, and I was also like back in 2012, um, another example, like my granny had passed away and and this is and it and it really took a big effect on me. And that's when my silent seizure, I had a real bad silent seizure, and I was placed in a psych ward, and I was given some type of medication where it caused me to stop having thoughts for two years. And that's when I, I lost faith in the medical industry. And then so I started thinking about what can i do to help myself so for about like three or four years now i've been doing a healing practices a healing ritual where like uh i start with like cleansing my chakras like i say affirmation over each chakra Mm -hmm. um i say um like my word that I live by is magical and I dance around with that word. And then I have a vision board of everything I want to come to existence. And then I say that and I exercise and then I go and like I start meditate and like I meditate with like, with like crystals. I like emeralds and rose quartz and pirates. So like I I really cause especially emeralds, they have a lot of healing properties. Mm -hmm. Like they help clean toxins out of the body. They're good for the digestive system. They're good to ease your muscles and stuff. And they're good for like mental fogs to um to clear like to clear out your mind. So like I use that to hold on like when I'm feeling pain or when I just need to meditate. So Mm -hmm. I just hold on that. So I feel better.
0: Cool. Cool. Okay. So what are three things you wish you had available when you were at your lowest point?
1: Three? Um, I wish... Um, I I wish one thing that, like, I had more of a support system mm-hmm. that, um, like, my family was... Um, I know because my mom, she's been like a big support, but like my other family members, like like they did what they could, what they could understand. But when I got out of a wheelchair, it, my disability turned into an invisible disability. And it's kind of like, okay, I their thing was like, okay, you're not in a wheelchair, so you must be fine. And not um, understand like the, the challenges that come with having TBI. Right. So I, I, another thing, like I wish, like there was more, when I was early on going through, there was more knowledge or more resources about disability and mental health in the black community. Right. Um, if there was like, like event spaces where people can talk freely, about the mental health challenges and um and yeah and like art spaces where like you can create
0: art. Okay cool that makes sense that makes sense having those spaces available so that we can express ourselves and and learn um more about mental health is definitely um very helpful. Um my next question is um So what words of hope can you give to our listeners?
1: Um, I would, I would tell people like healing from trauma, um, living with like mental health challenges or having like a disability. It's, it's, it's something that you just don't get over, but it's something that you got to learn to live through to create like a healthy relationship with. Mm-hmm. And um, like I tell people, healing is not an overnight process. It takes it, it takes small steps in order to get to that place where you in a good space to, to start feeling good about yourself, where you have good understanding of yourself and what you're going through. So I would just tell people to like, every time you find yourself in a space where you're feeling stuck, always take the time out to reflect and realize what you're going with and come up with ways of of what you can do to help you create a better healing process for you or create a a better healing environment for yourself.
0: Right, right, right. So I understand that you're into art, um, that art is a very big part of your, um, your, um, your platform. How do you use that with, um, to keep your mental health um, in, a, in a safe place, in a healthy place? What do you do? How do you use art to, yeah, to, to keep, to maintain your mental health? That's the, that's the question.
1: Yeah. So I came up with a term cuz like the the word artist I think is so overrated. I like to call myself a self-expressionist. Okay. And I see art as a, as a tool or a method for me to release all the things that I'm experiencing. Like when I paint like uh, when I create art, I like to put my whole body into the process. Like when I throw paint, I like like it's a dance,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like it's a performance of like what like I what I'm experiencing in that moment. Cause um, I kind of came up with the term self-expressionist because I I work on like doing art and then you create stuff. So how to create something and I follow states and the stuff won't work out. So I just like take it apart and just do whatever I feel. And and I just saw the measure of that. And I see myself as a self-expressionist and also understanding that I'm disrupting the norm and creating something new.
0: Okay, okay, makes sense. So with that said, what we're gonna do is we're gonna switch over to um, another form of questions. So here, we're gonna talk about, as you can see behind me, there's a book that's called The Music of My Life. And um, that's basically a book about um, music therapy and my journey with bipolar. So with that said, what type of music do you like? (laughs) Ah,
1: okay. Well, I like a lot of different, it's hard for me to choose. I like music that just, that speaks to my soul. But I know one good song that I'm really liking is a song by Willow Smith and another chick. It's called Born to Give. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of like they took inspirations from like the Indian culture and made like a meditation music with it, so I really enjoyed that, especially for like where I'm at like right now of just like coming to peace. Cause 2020 has been a very challenging year and I know I I, I overworked myself and now I'm coming to a place where I just wanna relax and knowing that all that I did, it was the best that I had to give and Mm -hmm. my best will continue to get better with as time comes,
0: right 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 so with music um what would you th- what would you say what would you say that music what does music do for you when you listen to it what does it do for you
1: it is music is so i love music um it put me in a zone, cause like there's different types of songs for whatever you going through in a period of life. And so there's a song for, for you to listen to to help you to release those emotions. And I just see music as a, as a release tool for mm-hmm. you to just like, like, just to sit in your emotions. Whether it's happy or sad or mad, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But you suggest to sit in it and just and just feel it. And music give us a soundtrack for our, for our for our emotions.
0: Yes. I like that. I like that. Definitely. Definitely. So with that said, how can we stay in touch with you?
1: Oh well. Yeah, okay. So you can follow me at black girls on Instagram or, um, or black girl fire on YouTube or, or Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. So black girl fire views, black girl fire, or black girls on social media. You can find me.
0: Okay. Wonderful. Well, thank you so very much Sophia for doing this interview. I truly, um, appreciate it. Um, with that said, we are going to end and to all you resilient minds out there until next time, please subscribe to us on all our platforms and don't forget to rate the show and leave a review for us on Apple podcasts. Also join the community of resilient minds and sign up for our monthly newsletter at cleonycrawford.com. Be sure to grab a copy of my book, The Music of My Life, on all Amazon marketplaces to get to know me better. And if you can think of one person that will receive value from today's show or connect with Sophia's testimonial, please share it with them. Feel free to t- take a screenshot of this week's episode of the podcast and tag us on Instagram. You can tag myself at Only or Resilient Minds 365 and today's guest at Black underscore girls. Black is spelled with a Q, and girls is spelled with a Z. And remember, mental health is not a death sentence. Despite your illness, you can strive, thrive, and live in abundance. Until next time, I'm Cleone Crawford, and I'm signing off.